This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. Two Australians have died from complications involving a drug contained in frog mucus. It's called Cambo. Health authorities say Cambo is a poison with no proven medical benefit. But many in the alternative therapy scene are still using it, hoping that it will heal them physically, psychologically or spiritually. So how is this drug being used and why is it still so popular? Today, the risks and the appeal of Cambo. It's Wednesday, the 24th of May. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. So... Joe, what is Cambo? Cambo is the mucus secreted from a frog that goes by many names. Joe Hinchliffe is a reporter for Guardian Australia. Including the South American giant leaf frog and the giant monkey frog. The frog is caught in its natural habitat, which is the jungles of Amazonia, and it's stressed or it's manipulated so that it exudes toxins and peptides from the pores in its back. And from what I'm told, it's pretty similar to how a cane toad will exert toxins from its back when it's under stress from a predator. Mm. And so traditionally, cambo has been used by Indigenous people in the Amazon in ceremonies um, held under the tutelage of shamans. So Joe, how is cambo meant to be used? So traditionally, it's administered through shallow burns in the skin using a smouldering vine. And then the frog mucus, the cambo, is applied and it's absorbed through the skin. A person then experiences pretty quick uh, reaction, which can often involve vomiting. And this purging is said to release psychological and physiological toxins and impurities and cleanse the body and the mind. Mm. But the Therapeutic Goods Administration has said there's no evidence that has any medical benefit. And the Australian Medical Association considers Cambo to be a, quote, significant health risk. Right. And so have we seen Cambo being used in Australia? Absolutely. For at least a decade, it's been flourishing in underground ceremonies. Um, And certainly until 2021, when it was made illegal, it was pretty easy to get a hold of. And so we've seen it popping up in Australia, becoming trendy in alternative circles. And, And there are many people who have really taken to it and either felt 
euphoric after participating in Cambo ceremonies and even attribute a whole list of physical and psychological and, and spiritual healing from these ceremonies. But so recently, Cambo has been in the news because of two tragic deaths involving Cambo ceremonies, um, and both inquests to those deaths have been held in recent weeks in the northern rivers town of Lismore. Mm. And so you mentioned two people have died. So who, who are these people and, and what happened to them? So I'll start with Jared Antonovich. Jared was born in regional Victoria. Um, he was described by his father as someone who took to music like a duck to water, a talented musician, uh, someone who was in a loving relationship and whose partner described him as an aspiring writer who was putting the finishing touches on his second book. And how did Jared Antonovich begin to start using Cambo? Well, Antonovich's life was turned upside down as a young man when he was involved in a really horrific car accident. He was flown to hospital and was in a coma for several weeks. And he was left with lasting, lifelong uh, physical and mental impediments as a result of that. That also set Antonovich on a journey of healing and, and spirituality. Hmm. So we understand that Antonovich was first exposed to Cambo when he travelled to South America in 2003. And when he came back to Australia and ended up living in Lismore, he continued to practice the use of Cambo and other Amazonian substances such as ayahuasca in the alternative medicine scene that's flourishing in and around Lismore. And then in October 2021, just days after Cambo was made illegal by the Therapeutic Goods Administration, Antonovich attended a six-day-long festival in the highlands of the Northern Rivers where participants took place in Cambo and ayahuasca ceremonies. So what did the court hear happen to Jared Antonovich on the day that he died? Around 10am that morning, um, he'd partaken in a, a Cambo ceremony the inquest heard from a number of witnesses who described graphic and disturbing accounts of his condition continuing to deteriorate. Um, they spoke about his neck swelling to his jawline, which was described in, in pretty graphic terms. Uh, they talked about him struggling to breathe, moaning about the fact that he couldn't walk unaided. And this was going on throughout the day. In the evening at around 8pm, he was carried to a tent for an ayahuasca ceremony and he was laid down on a mat in the back of that ceremony. Although participants were shielded from looking at Antonovich by a group of people who they referred to as guardians who were keeping an eye on proceedings. Um, instead, Antonovich's laboured breathing was, was heard in between breaks in the songs that were being led by the festival organiser. Eventually, someone did attempt CPR on Antonovich as the ayahuasca ceremony continued and about 11.30pm that night an ambulance was called. When the paramedics arrived an hour later because this was a remote location that was difficult to get to, they found Antonovich just inside the doorway lying on his back. They described him as blue in the face and clearly deceased. So we heard from paramedics at the inquest who described it being really difficult to get information from the crowd about what had happened to Jared. They were told that he had suffered an asthma attack. And that was a story that continued to circulate for weeks and, and months after his death. No one told the paramedics that Antonovich had consumed Cambo. And one paramedic said that he was told to move away from Jared because it was affecting his aura, while another woman was massaging his feet. 
People continued chanting and still carrying on with this ayahuasca ceremony as Jared breathed his last breaths. Mm. And the inquest would later hear that Antonovich died from a perforated esophagus, which was most likely the result of excessive vomiting. This sounds awful, Joe. Why did it take so long for the people around him to call for medical help? Yeah, well, this is the key question that's being looked at into the inquest. Um, The coroner is trying to establish a timeline of events tracking Jared's decline. So one of the key complications is the vomiting, the fainting, even swelling of the face seen by some of these practitioners as being a normal part in a Cambo ceremony. So the question is, at what time did Jared's condition go from being a normal part of the ceremony into something that was life-threatening and ultimately would kill him? Mm. So we heard from some witnesses that that could have began as early as around 10, 11 a.m. that morning. He wouldn't die for another 12 hours. Has Jared's family appeared before the inquest? They have. Um, Jared's father has provided some really emotional and moving uh, testimony to the inquest. When Antonovich's family heard about his passing, clearly they had a lot of questions. And one of the key questions that is being raised here is um, who was responsible for making that call to the ambulance that could have saved Jared's life? Jared's father himself is of the belief that there was collective amnesia among participants of that festival when it comes to answering a question like that. So we heard Jared's father say that, quote, I'm of the firm belief there's been a cover-up, there was no medical help available, there was no medical staff, there was no risk mitigation practices whatsoever. It reminded me of the old doctors in the Wild West, you know, that sell a bottle of spirits and this cures all. So, Joe, you mentioned that there are currently two inquests investigating deaths related to Cambo. Who is the other person who's recently died from this? So the other inquest was held in the same courtroom in Lismore the week prior to Jared's, and that's into the death of a woman called Natasha Lechner. Lechner was a 39-year-old woman living in Mullumbimby near Byron Bay. In many, many ways, Natasha was very different to Jared, but there were also a lot of common threads between the two and certainly some similar questions that arose from their tragic passings. Like Jared, Natasha was also someone who had embraced alternative medicines after experiencing a debilitating condition. In her case, that was a chronic back condition, which um, saw her unable to continue practicing her trade as a hairdresser. Uh, she was also someone who was focused and engaged in her health. And the inquest heard that that she saw Cambo as complementary to mainstream medicine. Mm. She also wanted to be able to help others. And that was a key message that was put forward by her friends and family at the inquest. She saw Cambo as, as something that had really helped her. She saw it as her calling. And it was something that she wanted to learn to do safely and to administer to others. So she'd taken... In the weeks prior to that fatal ceremony, she had taken a short course under the auspices of an international organisation which purported to uh, train people in the safe practice of Cambo. Um, And this had all taken place in 2019 when, at the time, Cambo was not yet deemed illegal in Australia. 
So what did the inquest hear happen to Natasha Lechner on the day that she died? She was holding her first Cambo ceremony in the sunroom of the flat that she lived in in Mullumbimby. She invited along a friend of hers who had been her mentor in Cambo up until this point to participate in this, this ceremony. And she first applied the Cambo to her friend before her friend then applied the Cambo to Lechner giving her five burns on her arms and her chest. The inquest heard afterwards that that things turned pretty badly for Lechler almost straight away. She felt faint very quickly afterwards. She laid herself down and then she sat up and she grabbed her friend and said, it's not good. And she fainted sitting up. The inquest heard that Lechner was murmuring, her lips turned blue, her hands began twitching, her breathing became laboured and she started frothing in her mouth. Mm. And how did Lechner's friend respond to witnessing this? I think it's fair to say that she was panicked by what she saw. She herself had only just had the Cambo applied to her, so she was probably not in what we would think of as a normal mind frame. The court heard that she did attempt CPR, but she didn't seek any professional medical assistance. She didn't have a phone, and even if she did, she didn't know the number to call in an emergency, triple zero. She's originally from Northern Ireland. Mm. So instead, the court heard that In these last moments of Lechner's life, her friend, instead of calling an ambulance, was attempting things like psychic SOS, downloading from ancestors, and working in the etheric in an attempt to save Lechner. Mm. And then at some point after 11am, Lechner's good friend and flatmate came home and she found Lechner collapsed and and frothing at her mouth and she immediately recognised that she needed help. She called an ambulance And within less than five minutes, that ambulance had arrived, but they were unable to save Lechner and she died at the scene. And what was the cause of Natasha Lechner's death? Well, that's what the inquest is trying to determine, but we did hear from medical experts that the most likely cause of Lechner's death was a sudden cardiac event. We also heard of the 61 lesions from Cambo ceremonies that were on Lechner's body in various states of healing. And those included five angry and red burns, which had been applied in that last fatal ceremony, uh, burns to both Lechner's arms and also to her chest. Next, why are Australians still using Cambo despite the risks? Hey, Laura Murphy-Oates here. This month marks Guardian Australia's 10th anniversary, so we're putting on a special public event to celebrate. If you live in Sydney, come join us on Thursday the 25th of May to hear directly from Guardian Australia editors and journalists as they unpick the biggest moments of the past 10 years and let you in on what we have in store for the future. Tickets are selling fast, so search Guardian Birthday and Seymour Centre on Google or find us on the Seymour Centre website. You can also watch the live stream of the event at Guardian Australia's YouTube page. See you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Seems strange, Joe, that this drug, which was originally used in Indigenous healing ceremonies in South America so many years ago, is now being used in a completely different context in Australia. It just seems so far removed from how this was originally practised. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes to a key question in both of these cases, and, and that's the issue of expertise. So in both the Antonovich and the Lechner ceremonies, there were people involved who were claiming to be authorities and claiming to be experts of the administration of these traditional Indigenous um, medicines. Now, these people weren't Indigenous to the places that they were claiming this knowledge. And questions are raised, who made them experts? Who made them authorities? It's a, it's a very, very different set of circumstances in which the ceremonies are taking place in a sunroom in Mullumbimby, as opposed to the jungles of the Amazon, where these practices have been ongoing for generations amongst Indigenous people. So we now have two people who've died in really tragic circumstances using this drug. What are some of the key problems that these cases raise for using Cambo? Well, I think, Jane, that in both cases it was clear that despite claims of expertise in the administration of Cambo and ayahuasca, in both cases there was no plans in place if something were to go wrong. So tragically, I think in both cases these two people who were on a journey towards spirituality and healing and who'd sought people to surround themselves who could help guide them on that journey, instead found themselves in the last moments of their lives when they desperately needed help, surrounded by people who were either unwilling or unable to take the steps that might have saved their lives. Hmm. So where are both of these inquests into these deaths up to now? So Lechner's inquest has finished and, and we're awaiting for the coroner to hand down her findings. Uh, Jared's inquest is ongoing and we're to hear from another witness in a few months, but the inquest itself won't continue until next February. So we won't know the results of that inquest until at least next year. Although it is possible that the coroner could recommend criminal prosecution if she believes that there's been enough evidence submitted uh, at her court for there to be an indictable offence. What are some of the recommendations that we're expecting from these inquests when they wrap up? Well, in terms of recommendations, both Cambo and Ayahuasca are already illegal in Australia. So the main questions to be answered from these inquests are when and how did Natasha and Jared die? And there's a possibility that should the coroner find evidence for an indictable offence, that criminal charges could be pursued. So, Joe, as you've mentioned, the TGA has banned the sale, supply and use of Cambo since 2021. Has that helped at all or are these ceremonies still happening? 
I think it's clear that these ceremonies are still continuing, especially in places like the Northern Rivers, but not just exclusively there. And I think one thing to be raised as well is that it's not just these substances that are being used. So there are many other Indigenous medicines that are being brought into the country and used in similar kind of ceremonies. So one of the lessons that both the Lechner and the Antonovich families are trying to get broadcast from these inquests are lessons to be learned for people who are involved in these cultures of alternative medicines. They want people who are partaking in ceremonies like these to be made aware of the real risks that they face. And they'd also like to see people who engage in risky behaviour like this to have a plan uh, if something goes wrong, to be in a position to seek professional medical assistance, you know, should things take a turn as they did tragically in both of these cases. That was Joe Hinchliffe. He's a reporter for Guardian Australia. You can find all of Joe's reporting on these two inquests we've been discussing at theguardian.com. And I recommend you check out his feature article with Susan Chenery about the culture and belief systems of the Northern Rivers region where these deaths occurred. It's called Alternative Reality. Two Cambo deaths spark soul-searching in Australia's counterculture capital. We'll post a link to that article on the Full Story website. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Joe Koning, Karishma Luthria, James Milsom and myself. Sound design and mixing by Daniel Simo. Our theme music was composed by Joe Koning. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today... We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.